Welcome to this special Christmas edition of A View from the Top with Bishop Gregory Parks. I'm John Morris. Bishop, an early Merry Christmas. Thanks, John. Merry Christmas to you as well. As we're recording this, we're still in the Advent season, but all the trees seem to be up and all the lights are up. And I ran my lights the other night at the house and immediately I blew a fuse. So <laughs> I got about half my, my half my house lit up. This edition of our program, Bishop, we're going to explore all things Bishop Parks and Christmas. Do y'all do a lot of decorating at Bishop Park's house? Well, I I do like to decorate my home, something that my family did when I was growing up, and it's a tradition that I've maintained as a priest and and now as a bishop. So even though I don't have a lot of visitors or do a lot of entertaining at the home during Christmas, still I like to have some lights up. I usually put a tree up, wreaths on the door, and some lights on the outside of the house. Though I have to confess, John, this year I'm a little bit late in getting those things done, so I need to to get started with that. With your schedule, and if you're a follower of Bishop Parks on Twitter, you see that Bishop Parks is everywhere almost every night. How do you have time to, to do that, or do you have anybody that helps you at the house? Well, both. I particularly was stringing the lights outside. I'm... Uh, Something you may or may not know is that I'm afraid of heights. So the thought of getting up on a ladder to... That's a tough thing with somebody 6'8", that's afraid of heights. Kind of ironic and funny that I'm 6'8 and afraid of heights. But so yeah, so getting up on a ladder wouldn't be good for me. Inside the house, um, I, I do a, quite a bit of the decorating and then have some help as well. So it's something I enjoy. This time of year, you know, you go to Mass, and, and I'll look at the, the bulletin for all of the Mass schedules and so forth. Why do you think more people come to church just on Christmas and Easter than any other time of year? I think, John, because these are just big, big holidays, but they're big religious holidays. I mean, we celebrate, of course, at Christmas, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and then at Easter, his resurrection and, and our salvation. So these are two key moments throughout the year. And even if somebody is kind of on the margins or the fringes of practicing their faith, they still come back, you know, on those days. And how would you say kind of touch base with God on those days once again and give thanks to him? Probably next to Thanksgiving, these are the biggest family gatherings of the year. And so uh, people want to really give thanks throughout all of those times. Of course. I mean, again, once, uh, and also there are very much times to be together with family and with friends. And if faith is part of your family tradition and history, it, it makes sense that you would go to church as a family on those days. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in the New York area. Paint us a picture. Let's go back to when Chris and, and Greg and Stephen were 10, 11, 12 years old. What was Christmas morning like at the Parks household? <laughs> well, John, uh, so that would have been probably in the mid-70s uh, when we were growing up. Uh, you know, We all would have been probably in middle school at that time, middle school age. But I think like most families, it was pretty crazy. You know, We would uh, get up very early, I-, I would say well before dawn. Did you sleep? Uh, we got a few hours sleep because we were told by our parents that if we didn't go to sleep, that Santa wouldn't come. Okay. So, <laughs> so we went to sleep, but then, you know, just because of the excitement, one or the other of us would get up and check, you know, go down to the living room and check the tree. Do a recon. <laughs> see, do a recon and see if Santa came. And of course, when he did, uh, whether it was myself or one of my other brothers, they'd wake the others up and then we'd all be up. And shortly after that, our parents would hear us and, and they would come on down and we would start celebrating Christmas morning as a family. 
and and it was pretty crazy. You know, the the wrapping paper was flying, the ribbons, the bows. I mean, the living room area where the tree was was kind of just a mess, but right. it was a just a really a, a good family time and a very fun time with my brothers and my parents. You grew up in a I'll call it a quote very Catholic household. Did y'all go to Mass Christmas Eve? Did you go to Midnight Mass? I remember um, when we were younger, no, we would go to Mass on Christmas Day. Once we got older, like let's say high school age and and older, uh, we would typically go to Mass on Christmas Eve. But when I guess when we were younger, it was kind of hard to get get everybody together. So so that's kind of how we, we did it. Did you ever travel away from home for Christmas to go see other relatives? We did. In fact, I remember one of my most memorable Christmases was when we as a family uh, traveled to Florida. So we lived uh, south shore of Long Island, and we went to Florida to visit my grandparents who lived in Daytona Beach. Okay. Uh, and we spent a couple weeks with them at Christmas, which was really enjoyable, and we have pictures of being on the beach on Christmas Day, and it was like 80 degrees. Wow. <laughs> so that uh, was wonderful. But the other thing was we were, as kids, you know, we were kind of worried, you know, if Santa would find us, you know, in, in Florida, and he did. He, uh, of course, found us at my grandparents' house. And then when we returned back home to New York, we actually had presents from Santa under our tree there wow. as well. So we kind of double dipped that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have been on the good list. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> after all the presents had been opened by 8 a.m., uh, what happened after that? Did uh, your mom was prepping a meal or did y'all go out? Well, in, in my home, we had uh, two different Christmases. I have to explain that. So we'd have our, our kind of normal Christmas morning uh, Christmas celebration with opening the gifts and the toys. And then we'd take a bit of a break during the middle of the day and mom would begin to, to cook the Christmas meal. But then later in the afternoon, we'd have family come over. Okay. And they also brought gifts and we had gifts for them. Sure. So, so we almost, uh, late afternoon, early evening, we almost had a second Christmas. Nice. Uh, so it was kind of broken up during the day. But it was just always a, just a very, very special day. And one of the things was my mom, it was, I think it was very important to my mom to have a, a very traditional Christmas. And uh, the house was always beautifully decorated. And it was just, just a special family day, as I hope it is for most families. What was the traditional meal? Did she change it up every year or was it pretty much a... We changed it a few times, but I would say more often than not, we had turkey. Okay. So... Uh, of course, we would have it at Thanksgiving, but then uh, usually at Christmas, that would be a, a, a traditional uh, food that we would have as well. Sometimes she would make a, a roast or something like that, but I, I most often remember uh, turkey being the Christmas dinner. So these days, uh, what's, your, what's your go-to meal? <laughs> For Christmas? Yes. Well, uh, it's interesting. My brother and I, when we've gotten together, my brother, uh, Father Stephen, is a priest in Orlando, and we'll get together and go out. Uh, for many years, we would go to Disney. Uh, okay. to one of the restaurants there for a nice dinner together. So uh, possibly go out to a restaurant, to a nice steakhouse, and, and just enjoy a nice dinner. All right. It used to be, back in the day, it seems like there was football on. Yeah, I think I think there still is a uh, football or basketball. I think there's yeah, also some, really some, taken some, over. some pro basketball. NBA is on usually on Christmas Day. Yeah, that was always a tradition after the presents were opened and we'd chill out. We would veg in front of the TV and watch something of holiday fair. I, I do have those memories, of course, playing with our gifts you oh, know, sure. that we would receive, watching some TV, uh, just being with relatives and with friends that would stop by. 
I do remember, John, now some of your listeners, I don't know if they still do this or not, but they had something on the TV called the Yule Log. Oh, yeah. And it would be a, basically a picture, a fixed picture of a burning fireplace. Right. You know, a fireplace that's lit with Christmas music playing, and we would have that on while we were opening our gifts. Sure. Yeah, we do this. It's still on. <laughs> it's they still, still have on. it on two or three of the channels. It'll, it'll start up about the 24th. Matter of fact, uh, you'll get a kick about this. The SEC Network, mm-hmm. the, the football channel, or they have the SEC Yule Log that runs. And I watched that really? one year. Yes. And it's it's Christmas music inter- interspersed with university fight songs. <laughs> so you'll go two or three songs, and then they'll fire up the University of Florida's fight song or Alabama's yeah. or whatever. And they usually have, you know, some image there of the fireplace with all of the different universities represented. And I guess if if you have the money to have a network like that, you could put up whatever you want. Well, you know, John, that, that sounds interesting. I might check it out, but being a Seminole fan, I don't think I'd no, spend much time on no, that well, channel. So no, it quickly got passed. <laughs> did y'all do an advent calendar at your house? We did as children and uh, going to Catholic school. Those were things that would be part of our traditions, you know, at that time of year. The other tradition I remember as a family was, um, you know, on, on Christmas Eve, uh, we'd have dinner in the evening, and then after dinner, we would um, go out to our front lawn like many families. Uh, of course, again, this was primarily back in the, the mid-70s and 80s. You know, we'd have one of those nativity scenes sure. out on the front lawn, the plastic ones with the lights inside, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd put baby Jesus into the crib. And we would sing Silent Night. And that was always a kind of a special tradition in our family. And for us, it seemed like Christmas started mm-hmm. once we put baby Jesus into the crib. Right. Do you remember any, any snowy Christmases, any white Christmases? I do. Not too many. You know, uh, South Shore of Long Island, uh, we'd get snowstorms and blizzards on occasion. But being close to the water, it was also somewhat moderate right. uh, temperature-wise. So, But we would occasionally have a white Christmas, which would be a lot of fun. What makes the holiday difficult for a pastor? Well, I, I think it's the just the busyness of the time of year. In, in parishes, you know, Christmas is one of the, the big celebrations that you have to get ready for. And depending on what day of the week it falls on, you know, in relative to the final Sunday of Advent, uh, that could be a very, very short period of time that you have to transition from the Advent season to the Christmas season. So uh, it, it can be a bit stressful, kind of anxious time, trying to get all the uh, decorating in the church done and everything finished and set up. Because, you know, at Christmas, as you mentioned earlier, we welcome so many people to church and, and many that maybe don't come every week. So it is uh, does require a lot of preparation. So for a pastor, for the staff, and for the volunteers, it can be a stressful time. A pastor would prefer to have a mass, let's say, on a Wednesday, uh, Christmas, have Christmas fall on a Wednesday, then, well, like this year, it's a Tuesday, so that means Christmas Eve is busy, that's that's Monday, and then you have the Sunday. Yeah, the, the, the most stressful would be when you have the fourth Sunday of Advent followed by Christmas. So it, you literally can have mass in the morning for advent and then that evening be celebrating midnight mass you know so it's a a very very short period of time to transition but you know john it's a it's a very joyful time of year and so even though it's stressful you know even as priests and as a bishop you you enter into the joy and the the hope of the season as well what is your favorite mass to celebrate do you have a favorite mass midnight mass the family mass early morning 
I would say as a as a priest, but so before I became a bishop, you know, you'd celebrate a lot of masses at Christmas, but but usually the first mass of Christmas Eve. So it would be typically around 4 p.m. Christmas Eve, and and we would usually kind of advertise it as a family mass or a children's mass. And boy, there was just such excitement. You know, the kids would come and the families and before Mass started, you know, there's kind of a a buzz in the congregation and the church is overflowing. So just a lot of excitement and to see the the joy and then the anticipation on on, on the faces of the children and to be able to share with them the Christmas story and about God's love for them. So I always enjoyed being with the kids at Christmas and would bring them up on the, to the steps up up around the sanctuary and kind of give my homily a little bit more directed to the children on that occasion. Right. And now you're doing the the, the Christmas Eve uh, later masses now that you're bishop. Right. So as a bishop, uh, it's very traditional to do the evening mass on Christmas Eve. Uh, sometimes referred to as the midnight mass, but uh, as we know now, many many parishes have masses maybe at like 10 p.m. or other times during the evening. Some still have midnight. So I'll be celebrating the 10 p.m. mass at the Cathedral of St. Jude the Apostle in St. Petersburg this year, and it's a it is a very very beautiful, a uh, little more solemn celebration, but still a, a joy. And we'll be broadcasting that mass as well. At midnight, we'll, we'll be uh, recording that at 10 o'clock and running that at midnight on Spirit FM. So you, if you can't make it to Mass for whatever reason, you can certainly tune in. I have to say, time. John, that one of the challenges of celebrating midnight Mass is preaching. Because at that hour of the morning, uh, you're not usually used to preaching, so you really have to <laughs> put in extra effort to get the energy in. Right. But of course, the the day that we celebrate the birth of the Lord makes that easy. So. And you know, hopefully, you're at a parish. A, a priest has some uh, an associate to help them out because they've got to get up the next morning and do it again about eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Right. So many parish priests, you know, you get a few hours sleep and then you're up for a a seven or an 8 a.m. mass the next morning. So uh, usually Christmas Day, once the final mass is celebrated, I think most priests just sit back and (laughs) take a little bit of time to relax uh, before getting together with their own families or or friends to, to celebrate the day. You know, as the Christmas song goes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But for some people, and I've, I've experienced it uh, at Spirit FM, people will call up and say, it's not very happy for me. I've lost a loved one. I've got somebody in the hospital who is sick. What kind of words can you say to, to bring them comfort in a, in a difficult time like this? Well, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of different emotions that we experience at Christmas. And, and certainly if, if we have some uh, sorrow in our life, maybe as you said, the, the loss of a loved one or a family member who is ill at the moment. It can try to rob us a little bit of that joy at Christmas. And I, I would just say to remember that uh, the reason that we celebrate Christmas is because of God's love for us, uh, that he loved us so much that he sent his only son into the world who was born as a child and who would grow to become our savior. So at a very basic level, even if we can't enter into all the the festivity, the parties, and all of that kind of fun, at a very spiritual level, we can remember that what we truly celebrate is God's love for us, which is enduring, and which is there for us even during those difficult moments of our life. And it's also a sign, I I think, for us as parishioners to recognize and be there for the people that you know are, are going through a tough time. We maybe had a loss this year, whether it be 
a spouse or a parent or a, or even a child. Of course, you know, I, I would say every time that we go to Mass, but especially at a holiday, to look around the congregation, you know, look at the the folks that are sitting next to you, in front of you, behind you, and you just don't know what they're dealing with in their life at that particular moment. So it would be a very good thing to, to pray for everybody who's there. And hopefully, you know, it is a joyful time, but to, to pray for and to lift up in prayer those that might need some, uh, some spiritual help at that moment. So I'm going to shift gears now here. I'm going to do some rapid-fire takes. Okay, we'll, we'll see. You just tell me. I'm going to give you a couple of things. You, get, you just tell me which one you go with. A real tree or a fake tree? Fake tree. Now, when we were in New York, it was a real tree. Did you ever go down and cut them out, cut them down? No, we never cut our own tree. Uh, we would always go out and choose it, but it was something we did as a family. It was a family activity to pick the Christmas tree. A star or an angel atop the tree? Angel. I noticed this. The angels always seem to be female. Yes. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know, John. They they seem to be female and um, uh, or have that appearance anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I why. Mean, I'm, why isn't it Gabriel? <laughs> you know? That's a good question. I think, John, I think that's even above my pay grade. <laughs> right. well, one of those burning questions we'll ask the <laughs> heavenly host when we get there. Big light bulbs or small ones on the house? I use the small ones, the icicle lights. Charlie Brown Christmas or Grinch? Which one do you like better? Grinch. Really? I would say so, yeah. just uh, It's kind of an intriguing story and, um, you know, of course, has a good ending to it as well. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life or a Christmas Story? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, that's the Christmas classic, and I think um, uh, I've already watched it once so far this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. Do you prefer now in-store shopping where you can touch it? Or online where it's quick and you don't have to worry about mailing anything? I've always been, I, I don't have to buy many gifts uh, at this point in my life, but typically I like to go out actually to the stores. Um, I don't do a lot of shopping. I don't go to the mall very often, if hardly at all. But at Christmas time, I don't mind going out once or twice to, to get some things as gifts. On a side note, when you go shopping, do people recognize you? Sometimes they do, actually, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I go grocery shopping on a on a weekly basis, and inevitably somebody might recognize you and say, "Hello, Bishop, it's good to see you." Sometimes I can go undetected, although John, you know, at six foot eight, that's kind of hard. <laughs> that's so. right. <laughs> eggnog or no? I do like eggnog. I don't drink it uh, except at Christmas, and I would have probably one glass, and that would be about right. it. Joy to the World or Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Hark the Herald Angels Sing is one of, uh, one of my favorite Christmas carols. Do you prefer gift cards or the item itself? I think at this time in my life, I prefer gift cards. And the reason is I like gifts that I'm able to use. You know, I don't really need a lot of things that I'm going to have for a while. So for me to get a gift card to, you know, to a restaurant or to go out for a nice meal with family or with my brother um, is something I enjoy. And finally, turkey, ham, or roast? Turkey would be traditional, although I have to confess, uh, I do like a nice filet as well. So Nice. And we're not talking about a fish. No. <laughs> nice filet mignon. There you go. You know, a lot of families do fish at Christmas Eve, seafood. They do, and that's uh, that one of the Italian traditions. It's something? an Italian tradition, the um, the dinner or the meal of seven fishes. Okay. And uh, they have different types of fish that they enjoy that evening. Okay. Now, we took some questions from some children that wanted okay. to ask you some questions. Hey, this is Carmen from St. Paul Catholic School. 
I have a question. What is your favorite Christmas movie or special? Christmas movie or Christmas special? Well, I like a number of them.、Uh, in fact, just the other night, this might surprise some of your listeners, but I was flipping through the stations. I saw Frosty was on, Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Did watch that for a, little, a little bit. It kind of <laughs> brought back some memories. But also, I think, again, I mentioned about、oh, It's a Wonderful Life. I think that's a great Christmas story as well. Did you ever see the movie, and it was made in the 40s, Cary Grant, David Niven, Loretta Young, The Bishop's Wife? No, I never have and, seen and, that. You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a title that probably is. <laughs> it was about an Episcopal bishop、okay. who had a prayer that was wanting to build a cathedral. He prayed for God to give him the ability to build this cathedral. And it's called The Bishop's Wife. The Bishop's Wife. The bishop, okay, I might have to check that one there out. Was a, there was a remake of it called The Preacher's Wife. It was done, I think, in the 90s or maybe early 2000s. But the original, to me, is great. And I think it might have, I don't know if Frank Capra did that one, but it, it had that same feel of It's a Wonderful Life. I wonder, that's what I was thinking as you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same, yeah. same yeah. themes. Hi, my name is Ian. And what is your favorite Christmas person as a kid? Wow, that's tough.、Um, I remember at Christmas, I, I loved gifts、uh, that I could, where I could use them immediately. So, like, I didn't want to get something that I had to wait till summer to use, like a fishing pole or something、right. like that. So, if I would get, I remember getting a bicycle one Christmas, and that was awesome because I could go out right outside and ride it. I remember we got.、Uh, You know, a, a kind of a electric racing cars, you、oh, race yeah, track. Sure.、Uh, I remember that was a lot of fun. The AFX my, or something. Yeah, yeah a lot、right. of fun for my brother, brothers and myself.、Uh, I remember once my、uh, grandfather built us a,、um, a model train set. Okay. And、uh, with all the trees and the lakes and the houses and the village.、Uh, and that was a lot of fun to be able to use as well. Did you ever get one of those table hockey? Oh, we did. Oh, we had the air hockey oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the football and、sure. all those things. <laughs> yeah. With three boys, I can imagine you、oh, had all those、uh, electronic all, football and stuff. All kinds of fun things to do. Sure. Hi, my name is Zoe, and I was wondering what your favorite Christmas song is. Well, I think I mentioned、uh, I do like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I, I think it's just a very kind of strong, majestic, you know, and when you think about the Savior of the world being born、uh, and the announcement of that, you know, by the angels,、um, it just seems very appropriate. Even though, you know, our Lord was born in very humble circumstances, you know, it is something that we should celebrate with great joy. I'll say that it seems like at the, the opening procession, Of O Come All Ye Faithful. That gives me chills. I well up. Do priests do the same thing? Oh, we do. We do. And, and I would say also during the proclamation of the gospel, you know, when I would always announce you know, the birth of Christ, and、uh, that would always be a very emotional moment for me as well. So, but, but certainly music does evoke those emotions in, in priests and bishops also. What's the one that makes you turn the radio off? I can't stand that song. Oh, boy. I think,、um, I think it probably, I mean, just off the top of my head, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus.、Okay. I think probably <laughs> is one of that. I, I don't, yeah, that's not one I would、uh, keep on for an extended period of time for some reason. I'm not sure why. Right, <laughs> right. Hello, Bishop Parks. My name is Lulu, and I was wondering what you have on your Christmas list for Santa. Um,. Boy, that's, a, that's kind of a hard question. It I, is. Because,、um, you know, really as a bishop, there's nothing that I need, you know,、uh, in particular. All my basic needs are, are taken care of. 
You know, I, I guess on a just kind of a fun basis. I mean, I like to travel. So if somebody, uh, <laughs> if Santa were to give me a, you know, for example, a, a cruise or something like that, nice, nice, uh, to get away for a few days, that would be nice. Box but of cigars. I, you know, John, I, I guess I have to confess that I do on occasion enjoy a good cigar. So, nice. uh, so that would be uh, that would be great as well. All right. Okay. This is Liam from Nativity Catholic School. What is a good gift to get a priest for Christmas? I would say, you know, the best gift I, I think uh, that you can give to a priest or to a pastor is a gift card, either a generic one from, you know, that they can buy anything that they want or, or to a local restaurant. You know, we as priests get to go out to dinner together or even alone, and it's nice to have those cards to be able to use. So again, it's something we can use like right away, you know. Hi, Bishop Parks. My name is Edward, and I had a question for you. What was your favorite Christmas tradition growing up as a kid? Well, one thing uh, that's kind of interesting was, uh, I guess like some other families, we had a tradition that on Christmas Eve, so this would be, you know, before Santa came, we could open one gift. So we all got to open one gift. The only stipulation was that my mom had to pick the gift that we were going to open. So there's all kinds of presents under the tree, but she would give us each one to open. Now, was she good about that? I mean, she was, and there was a reason, John, because guess what? Every year when we were kids, that was a gift was a gift of new pajamas, so oh, I we would say socks, pajamas. <laughs> so we'd get to put on some new Christmas pajamas uh, to celebrate Christmas. And so right. after a few years, we kind of caught on that, you know, the gift we were going to be opening Christmas Eve was going to be something we could use that night. Right, right. <laughs> so. Well, before we close with a, a prayer, I want to remind our listeners, if you've caught the back end of this on the radio or you want to hear more about it or, or re-listen to it or even share it with people, you can go to our link on our diocesan homepage at dosp.org, and you'll be able to find the show there. And Bishop, now we uh, have this podcast on uh, iTunes, on Apple, so just go to your uh, favorite podcast and just type in a view from the top, or just simply type in Bishop Parks, P-A-R-K-E-S, and you'll see the show right there, and you could be a regular subscriber to that. And these programs will come out about once every two weeks. We'll also be loading the invitations to worship, an invitation to worship every week, so you'll be able to access those, and they can uh, come right to your phone. So I think it's just another way that we can help bring you more in touch with things going on around the diocese and uh, keep you spiritually fed as we move into the weekend each weekend with an invitation to worship. Bishop, again, Merry Christmas, and can we close with a special Christmas prayer and blessing for our listeners? Uh, Of course. Let us pray. God, our Father, as we celebrate once again the birth of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the gift of your Son and for the love and the peace that he brings to each of us, to our world, and to our lives. We ask your blessing this Christmas upon each one of us, and we pray that the joy and the the peace that we feel at Christmas may remain with us throughout the coming year. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone.